Yes, 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 sir. We're alive. Y'all are on. And this is Balls. The Sports Podcast. Yes. Welcome to Balls Sports Podcast, the podcast with balls about balls. We are your hosts. I am Buddha. I am Mustafa. Late night drippy dialogue. And I am Nels, aka Big Facts in full effect. And we are jo- and we are joined as sometimes by our sound engineer Carl. Yeah, right. Um <laughs> and this is uh this is episode one twenty five. It's episode twenty four. Yep, it is episode twenty four as a matter it is- of fact. It is episode 24, but check this out. 5 plus 2 plus 1 equals what? That's 8. 8. Pull up. I see. Because it's 125. Pull up on me. I don't know why he went reverse with the numbers like that. You you should have done 1 plus 2 plus 5, not 5 plus 2 plus <laughs> I mean, 1. But I'm going to let you whatever. have it. Whatever. Yeah, like, let me cook, bro. Like, right now, you're being absolutely ridiculous. Um, Alright, so we're going to start this episode off on a little bit of a somber note um as i'm sure everybody knows at this point you'd have to be you know living under a rock to not um the entire world was kind of stunned at the news on a sunday morning that kobe bryant has passed away uh the age of 41 years old he was involved in a helicopter crash um in calabasas california um, his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, as well as seven others were in the, in the crash as well. Um, unfortunately, none survived. Um, this was very uh, hard to, to deal with because, mm-hmm. you know, this is one of those deaths that not only rocks the sports community, but just I think everybody in general... Even if you don't watch basketball, you know who Kobe Bryant is. Um, in some way, shape, or form. In some way, shape, or form. So, you know, I know knows. I know Kobe meant a lot to you. Um, so I'd like to, you know, open the floor to you guys if you have anything you want to say on the matter, or you know, a memory that you may have that you want to share. You know, I used to hate Kobe with for. passion. I used to hate that man. Yeah. As a basketball player, I used to be like, dude, this dude is fucking up anybody that I want to be successful because he's just too good. And I was a D-Wade fan. I was like, dude, D-Wade can't do nothing with Kobe around. Mm-hmm. But then I ain't going to lie to you. I grew a lot of respect for Kobe as I got older. So I'm glad I stopped hating that man. That's all I call right there. I believe, I ain't going to lie to you, Boosie came out and was like, they should change the logo. And I was like, I agree. I and they go lie to you. They they shouldn't. I think. And Jerry West has said multiple times he doesn't want to be the logo. Um, if so. there's one man that deserves to be the logo, they go lie Does Jerry West deserve to be the logo? I mean, I feel like Jerry West does deserve to be the logo. I think if they're not going to change the logo for trademark and branding purposes, then like at least like have a Mamba Day, and for that day the logo be. Kobe, I, but I just. But I mean, I you might as, that way. you might as well change it though, because I mean, Jerry West doesn't even want to be the logo. 
He hasn't yeah, wanted to be the lover for for a hot minute. That's about that time. And you know he has that. And the bread would be great for bread, to be honest. Yeah. I feel and, like no products will even and, go through. And the didn't Jerry there. West draft Kobe? He drafted Kobe. I mean, he he put together that that franchise. So man. that's he what I'm saying. So the, you know the, that the how three perfect cha- the three championship how, dynasty of the how how perfect would that be? The man the man who drafted Kobe, you know, the logo passes down to him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, the only time will tell what happens. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah, he's. I mean, if anybody deserves it, especially now after the current events, yeah, it's got to be Kobe. Right. Um, I mean, tough, but his daughter. Like that, that was, was the crazy. hardest part for me it personally. Like, dude, and the thing is, yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, that's for sure. Tough to eat. It's a tough pill to swallow. For anybody, because now people—that's what Buddha means. Like, it affects everybody. Like, not only is this like a basketball icon, but like, this is like a for the culture type of icon, like a world icon. Like, he's an icon in China. Like, people respect him everywhere. And then, like, he's a father. You feel me? Like, he's he is in he like is the perfect example of a great father. Like, he yeah. loves his kids. Like, he does everything for his kids. He actually gets on helicopters because he wants to spend more time with his kids. Uh-huh. Like that's the main reason he got on helicopters in the first place. So it's it's tough. Nels? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. That, I I think <clears throat> the main thing that I got from that when he was talking about like the reason why he got a helicopter, beyond anything else, like. I was just listening to him talk about his schedule, right? Like how he says, oh, I drop my daughters off and then I go home and then I do weights. Then I get in a helicopter, then I go do practice and I go do media. Then I helicopter I helicopter back so I can get in a carpool lane so I can go pick up my daughters in time for the end of school. And I was just like, yo, this man doesn't stop working Hell. ever. And I, and I think that was the mindset behind the whole mom mentality thing was like, it's not so much like about winning and 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 making like clutch shots or whatever i think like what it boiled around was his preparation his focus how much work he put into it like we see it as a clutch shot he sees it as a shot that he's taken time and time and time again it doesn't matter right so i just feel like you know his his demeanor his his how like he just handled himself man like that whole mentality is like Something that we all can learn from, honestly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he always talked about his work ethic. Always. You know what I mean? And I, I, just, I just thought that was, that was impressive. I just wanted to go over a couple of things. I took some notes um, when it came to uh, Kobe. And, and I really wanted to share, like, on the podcast, like, with our listeners and with you guys, too. Um, and this is kind of like, you know my way of making sure that people don't ever get his legacy twisted and, you know, kind of my way to, I guess, say goodbye. Um, So, first and foremost, um, I just wanted to bring up a a small antidote about how, first and foremost, both of his numbers are retired, number eight and number 24. I don't know if there's any other player that's had that. That's, That's simply amazing. Um, I'm going to go into his career numbers, and then I wanted to kind of go into his numbers as number eight and number 24, which was kind of interesting to me. But I just wanted to show you, number one, like how crazy the NBA fraternity is and just Mm -hmm. how much respect Kobe got. 
So if you've ever seen Kobe's last game where he scored 60 points, right? Right. There's a very interesting point in time where Kobe's taking his last two free throws and he has 58 points. He makes the first free throw to make it 59 points, right? Right. Gordon Hayward, who like I I personally respect and I think is like one of the more respectful players in the league. Mm-hmm. He purposely commits a lane violation to ensure Kobe scoring his 60th point in his last game. Like, purposely. He steps into the lane before he makes his shot, just yeah. in case if Kobe misses it, <clears throat> he, would get he can have another one. chance at 60. If, if anything shows you, like, his his clout and just how important he was to the game in a nutshell, I think that is yeah, it nigga, right you have to get You have to get 60 before you leave it. Like, even though we're losing, even though we had the lead and you literally just put another 30 on us in the second half and another 20 in this fourth quarter, that's fine. Like, get this 60, my boy. Like, you earned that. That's respect, bro. Absolute respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go into his numbers. So, he's a five-time NBA champion, two-times finals MVP. He was the MVP in 2008. I felt like he should have been a back-to-back MVP in 07 and 08. I don't think Steve Nash should have won any MVPs. That's another story for another day. He's got four All-Star Game MVPs, 11 All-NBA First Team, second all, two-time All-NBA Second Team, two-time All-NBA Third Team, nine-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, three-time NBA All-Defensive Second Team. He's a two-time scoring champion. He won the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. And what's unique about that is he won it in 1997, which was the, the 50th year of the NBA. So they had like the 50 greatest players there to like acknowledge them and stuff. So, like, he won that slam dunk in front of all of those guys. So, that makes it super unique. He was on the NBA All-Rookie second team, which is unbelievable to me. Um, Again, two retired jerseys. He was the Naismith Prep Player of the Year in 96. Um, His total points, rebounds, and assists is 33,643 points, which averages out to 25 points a game. I think that puts him, like, top six or seven points per game all time. I might be wrong. Um, 7,047 rebounds, which averages out to 5.2 rebounds per game, and 6,036 assists, which averages out to 4.7 assists per game. Um, in my opinion, I think that Kobe was the best tough shot maker ever in the history of the NBA, and I also think he was the best in-game dunker ever in the history of the NBA. Um, of course, people can debate that with me, but that's just personally how I feel. Um, I also wanted to bring in another thing that kind of blows my mind and a lot of people don't think about it. Two things. Number one, when Kobe retired in uh when Kobe retired four years ago, he retired at 37 years old. He played 20 years in the league, which means he spent more of his life playing in the NBA than he did like just living his regular life. That's crazy. A lot of people don't think about that. At 37 years 20 of it was invested in being a player in the National Basketball Association. That's number one. Number two, his first All-Star game that he started, I believe, was in 1998. He wasn't even a starter for the Lakers yet. Bitch. He was coming off the bench. He became a starter later on that year. They traded away Eddie Jones because Jerry West was like, yo, Kobe has to start. He felt like Kobe was going to be the best player in the game. But when he became the starter for the All-Star game, he was coming off of the bench. Just let that sink in for a second. Jesus. Um, 
furthermore, um, people are always talking about like Kobe, like playing in the boring era of basketball and when he was the best in the game, like the NBA wasn't the same. I completely and utterly disagree. Mm-hmm. Kobe had to play, and I'm not even going to say the complete list, but I'll just put out there the players that Kobe had to go against day in and day out. And remember, Kobe is a 12-time all-defensive player. So not only was he giving you buckets, but chances are he was defending the best perimeter player on that team. If not the forward, too, because remember, he was 6'7", so he was a long shooting guard. He had to play Mike. I mean, he played against Jordan right at the end of his career and then played Jordan again when he came back from retirement. He had to play a young LeBron. He had to go against young Carmelo. He had to go against Iverson in his prime. He went against Wade Young and going into his prime. He went against Derrick Rose when Derrick Rose was the MVP. He played against Tim Duncan and had battles in the playoffs. He went against Ray Allen in his prime. He went against that whole Phoenix Suns team when it was absolutely ridiculous. And he went against T-Mac in his prime. Not to mention him dunking on Dwight Howard. Not to mention him dunking on Yao Ming. Like, and I haven't even unveiled the whole list. So whenever they talk about like his era being like a boring era, I absolutely disagree. Right. And I right. forgot about I forgot about Vince Carter. It is unbelievable to me. Like, I understand that in the whole context of him being the GOAT or whatever. Yeah, like it's it's debatable. But he still has a fair chance to be in that debate. Like, yes, he he had moves similar to Jordan, but in my opinion, I think he was a little bit more fluid of a player. Right. I mean, it's no I doubt. Think, it's no doubt he he top five. Yeah. yeah. No, I, <laughs> I I personally I personally think top three. Yeah, I would agree and, with and, that. and if your argument if your argument is fair enough, you could say top two because if we're gonna if we're gonna ish on LeBron because LeBron is three and six in the playoffs. I mean, in the finals. I mean, Kobe was five and two, well five and three. So, I mean, if you want to talk about pure winning, I mean, Kobe exemplifies that. Yeah. So, in in some arguments, you can say he's top two. Um. Uh. I just also wanted to make a mention to something that was very interesting to me, um, and you know. Another thing that Kobe doesn't get credit for is I personally think Kobe changed the game, right? And you have, like, certain players that change the game. I think the first players to really change the game, although people, like, historians love to say Wilt, I wouldn't say Wilt necessarily changed the game because, like, he was a seven-footer. Everybody always wants seven-footers. I think, like, the first player to change the game was Dr. J, right? Then you had, like, Magic, Bird, Jordan, Shaq. Currently, you have LeBron, you have Steph. I think, like, Kobe changed the game. The way he played, his tenacity, the swagger that he carried, I think that that's something that, that needs to be mentioned. I don't think he gets a lot of props for that. Right. I, think both of his, I think both of his numbers should be retired across the league. I think number eight and number 24 should never be worn again, personally. And, you know, I just, it's, it's tough to deal with. To know that he's like gone, right? And it's not necessarily somebody that you thought about being gone. Like you, you assumed that he was going to be like this, like one of those like old head basketball like players Russell, that we see now. Yeah, too. like Bill Russell, just ninety. You know what I'm saying? Awards named after you and whatnot. 
talk about your greatness, you laugh, you flick people off. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's just unfortunate that, you know, he's not going to be that guy for us. You know what I mean? Like, he was going to be that old head and our yeah, generation to watch his, was, to watch was his daughter that. To watch his daughter wreck the WNBA Sunday. Yeah, his daughter was already getting looked at by UConn. She was going to go to UConn and do her thing over there and go to the WNBA and dominate and see a girl with the Bryant name would have been awesome. Right? And, and you know, crazy, yeah. like, like the things that I think what hurts us is the things that were taken away. Like, yeah. we appreciate what was there. We appreciate what we got. But it was like we were so looking forward mm. to the potential of the future, right? Like, I mean, come she, on for Christ. She could have been the one to put WWNBA on the map. On. Yeah, yeah. She would have put the WNBA on. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And, like, you know, what's even crazier is, like, you know, it, it was amazing how seamlessly he went into his second life. Like, the man won an Academy Award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like... As if winning finals and finals MVP wasn't enough and just excelling in the NBA. Let me go and get an Academy Award. Like, the man was on his way. He was on his way, for sure. A um, couple other anecdotes, and then we can we can move on. Um, I just wanted to talk about this, how symmetrical his career was with the numbers. I don't know if he did this on purpose, but if he didn't, I, I just feel like this is absolutely fitting. So, Kobe has had two numbers, right? Number eight and number 24. He played 10 seasons in number eight. He played 10 seasons in number 24. He went to eight All-Star games as number eight and 10 All-Star games as number 24. He won first team All-NBA four times as number eight and seven times as number 24. He won three championships as number eight and two championships as number 24. And he scored 16,866 points as number eight and 16,777 points as number 24. Mm. That's wild. Just wanted to put that out there. So, you know, um, was to consistent end, his whole career. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely just just a model of consistency. Um just to wrap it up, um and this is for people who are listening and and also for me for people who are like really trying to figure out what to do or how to find a little bit to hold on now that we know that this guy is is no longer here with us. I just wanted to make a mention that, and I was thinking about it today, because, you know, the Nets played, and, you know, Kyrie Irving, he uh, he played his first game today, and he was, like, overcoming emotions, and he didn't play the last game. And watching him play, like, you can tell, like, he just, he had a little extra umph in his game today. And I always wondered, because I was all, like, I watched him play for the Celtics, I watched him play for the Cavs, and he always had this mentality like, look, if it's one on five, I like me. Like, he just always was ready to take on, like, the whole court. And I always wonder, like, damn, like, where he got that from? And considering that Kobe was his mentor, he easily got that from Kobe. So, like, I wanted to say, like, that's going to be my thing. Like, that's what I'm going to hold on to. As far as like, whenever I'm I'm down and, and thinking about it, I know like I'll always see little tidbits of Kobe and like what we see now, right? Like when we watch Devin Booker in his post up game, like that's Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like when we watch Demar Derozan and his footwork, that's Kobe. Like when you watch Buddy Heald and he's snapping with the Sacramento Kings and he's leading his team to like an unbelievable fourth quarter comeback and he scores twenty points. I mean twenty six points in the fourth. And doesn't miss a shot, 
why he's wearing number 24, that's Kobe. Like, LeBron's leadership and the way he carries his team now, like, from where he was before, that's Kobe. And, like, these young guys who are, like, playing, like, Trey Young and Devin Booker shooting exactly 24 shots and both of them scoring over 40 points, that's Kobe. And Joel Embiid wearing number 24 and scoring 24 yesterday and his last two points coming on a fadeaway with him yelling out Kobe, like, that's that's Kobe. So, for me, like, that's, that's what I'm going to hold on to. You know what I'm saying? And, like, coaching my kids in basketball and, like, at the end of practice, they used to say, we're going to play 21. Well, for the last, like, three days, they've been like, oh, we're going to play 24. And, like, literally one of the kids had 23 points and he hit a two and it pushed him over 24 and it pushed him down to eight points. And, like, that, that's what, I, that's what I'm going to hold on to. Like, his legacy and, and continuing on that mama mentality and just making sure that, you know, He's never forgotten. So that's that's the best way to say goodbye, in my opinion. I agree. I completely agree with you, Bill. So, yeah, man. That's all I got for dog. Rest in peace, man. Rest uh-huh. in peace. So, I mean, I think this would be the perfect time for us to have a, a eight-second moment of silence for Kobe Bryant. You guys agree? Yes, sir. All right. So rest in peace to Kobe Bean Bryant and uh, Gianna Bryant and everybody else who was on the uh, on a helicopter. Uh, Our condolences to the families. And uh, we'll start with our uh, eight second moment of silence now. All right, y'all, boys. All right, so Nels, what's what's going on in the the rest of the NBA world? So um, the NBA is starting to pick up, um, especially like now. I don't know if you guys are aware, but the trade deadline is next week. I did so, not know that. Yeah, the trade deadline is next week. So like teams are really, really talking about, you know, um, picking up particular pieces and players so there's been a lot of like rumors going around about like who's going to get picked up who are the teams going to do as far as like movers and shakers and one of the major names that is coming out right now is Derrick Rose and what's funny enough is one of the teams that they're saying that's going to be a uh, prime location for him is LA to join the Lakers yes as a starter I don't think he'd be a starter. I think he'd come off the bench because Ooh. if you think about Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. On the Lakers? Yeah. That could happen. That'd be nice for them. Yeah, I think it would be a good pickup. I, my whole thing is, is like, who are y'all dropping and what are you giving to get Derrick Rose? Because, I mean, he's having a good season. Yeah, you can't just, give up. You can't just get Derrick Rose. Yeah, yeah, like this is not this is not like Derrick Rose from two years ago. Like this is Derrick Rose. Like okay, I figured it out. I know where my game's at. I can give you twenty points. Like we're good. They're gonna do some dumb shit. They're gonna get rid of Kuz. I don't think. See, but I think Derrick Rose is a perfect piece for them because I don't think they have to get rid of Kuz to get him. Personally, I feel like they could let go of Rondo and a couple and maybe a draft pick. Maybe a couple of draft picks. Maybe like a draft pick from next year and the year after that. I think would be worth it, especially for a team like Detroit, who's kind of rebuilding. I, I can see that. Um, I wanted to. Um, oh, another thing too. 
to keep your ears out and keep your eyes on the lookout for. Apparently, there has been some issues with the LA Clippers. Um, they're not really fond of the star treatment that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard has been getting. Oh, I, I, I had a feeling that shit wasn't going to last. Yeah, they've, they've been having really, really issues, really, really big issues. All the load um, management? Yeah, like load management and, 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 you know, just the fact that Paul George hasn't played. And, and you got to think about it. The team has, like, real deal basketball players like Montrezl Harrell, Montrezl Harrell and um, um, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I thought it was Montrezl. Is it Montrezl? <laughs> the L is silent? Hell yeah, the L is silent, bro. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me. I, I wasn't aware. Um, so um, he's uh, there. They have those guys that are, I mean, they're absolute pit bulls when it comes to like playing basketball. And I, I could see them having issues with what they're, with what they're going through. But yeah, I mean, you got, honestly, you got sweet Lou over there. You gotta give but honestly, lose time. I don't. I don't think it's something to overreact about. I think even though there there is quote unquote issues, I don't know if those issues are gonna matter come playoff time. For I know so. why? Because y'all got Paul George and Kawhi. I, I don't think any of that matters because at the end of the day, like you're gonna want you're gonna want to win. But I feel like there's gonna be some momentum loss if they don't play enough games with each other. That's why I don't like the whole load management thing. Anyway, but you know, whatever. Um them boys fragile though, you know. Yeah, but that's just something that's just something to think about, something to look into is is those issues potentially playing a role in, in seeding for the playoffs. Um but beyond that, um we're talking about power rankings and the West is starting to run away with it a little bit. Um they're one forty and one sixteen. Um as far as the East versus West games and competition. Um, as we go into the top 10, we have a couple of teams that fell out from the top 10. We have three to be exact. We have the Dallas Mavericks out, the Houston Rockets out, and the Indiana Pacers out of the top 10 um, for this week. And mind you, these rankings come out before the week of games. So naturally, if there's teams that lost or didn't play, then, you know, that's something to to consider for next week. Um, at number 10, you have the Oklahoma City Thunder. They jumped four spots to get into number 10. Um, they have done really well. They're 28 and 19. And I mean, naturally, they're, they're overachieving. I don't think anybody expected... For the Oklahoma City Thunder to be nine games over 500, um, coming close to the All Star break, um, they beat the Mavericks, um, which which got them a good quality win, and they're just trending upwards. I'm um, jumping three slots from number 12. You have the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, the 76ers they played nine games before Joel Embiid came back, and they went six and three without him, um, which is very impressive. Um, you know Ben Simmons has stepped it up. He's has been averaging 21.6 points per game in the absence of Joel Embiid. So it does show that he can score. He just technically doesn't see the need to. Um, the only team that has been better defensively than the Sixers in the last like two weeks has only been the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Um, they've been able to play good defense. They just haven't been able to have the offense to follow that up. Um, but hopefully they'll figure it out, especially since they got it together when Embiid left. Um, jumping up one spot from number nine to number eight, you have the Toronto Raptors. Um, the Toronto Raptors are 100% healthy. And since they gotten over that injury bug, they have been undefeated. Uh, I think they've been like 8-0. and and their, their schedule is starting to become a little bit difficult now. And remember how I told you guys like two weeks ago, I was saying like the Raptors didn't play anybody tough? Mm-hmm. Well, they've been playing tough people and their record is now 32 and 14. They were down 14 points to the Sixers last week, Wednesday, and they won that game. Nice. <clears throat> so, and an interesting tidbit, the Raptors lead the league in most wins after trailing by more than 10 points, they've had 12 wins this season, coming back from down 10 or more. Um, <clears throat> staying at number seven, but it'll probably change after this week, is the Boston Celtics. Um, they're 30 and 15, and you know they're, they're playing real well. They got injuries um, to Jason Tatum and Ennis Cantor, but it doesn't seem to really matter. Um, they've just been balling out of control. So shout out to the Celtics. No bias, of course. At number six, you have the Miami Heat. Miami Heat, I mean, to me personally, I feel like as far as having a decently well-rounded team, they're definitely one of the better teams in the league. They have good athletic bigs, they have good perimeter play, and they have wings that know how to stretch the, the defense. So they could be dangerous come playoff time, especially if they can get everybody back healthy. Um, at number five, and still at number five, you have the Denver Nuggets. That shouldn't be shocking at all. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is definitely doing the damn thing, uh, for sure. Uh, he's definitely just a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A diamond in the rough. Yes, sir. He has been absolutely a diamond in the rough. Um, he's averaging, I think the most important thing, everybody's been talking about his scoring and his playmaking. I think the most important thing has been his rebounds. In the last six games, he's been averaging about eight to nine rebounds per game. But the thing is, is that he, remember, he doesn't get like starter minutes. So per 36 minutes, that averages out to about 13 rebounds per game. So he's definitely cleaning up the glass. Um, At number four, you have the LA Clippers. Um, The LA Clippers, they're falling out, but... The funny thing is, is they're, they're losing because they don't have all their pieces. One of the, the losses that really hurt them was, um, not necessarily a loss, but what, one of the games that really hurt them was they had a 21-point lead against the Hawks, and they blew that. So that's something to think about. Also, interesting stat line for you. They've played six games without Lou Williams in the starting lineup. Do you want to guess what their record is without Lou Williams in the starting lineup? How many games was he out, you said? Six. Uh, I'll go four and two. Okay. Dylan? You said four and two? Mm-hmm. Three and five. Oh, and six. Bitch! <clears throat> They're oh, and six. Without, without, without Sweet Lou? Oh, I'm sorry. I said this the wrong way. With Sweet Lou in the starting lineup. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the 0 and 6 so, with him in the starting lineup? 0 and 6 with him in the starting lineup. My bad. They played six games with him as a starter. They've lost all six games. Yeah, he shouldn't be because they don't have yeah, he needs to lead that bench. 
Yes, indeed. But those six games, I mean, they've all been load management games. I don't think he even wants to be the starter. Probably not. That's probably why right? he's mad. He probably wanted to exactly. like, yo, coach, bro, you already got me playing out of pocket, nigga. Facts. Fuck. Like, I'm playing too many minutes, bro. Fuck. Lazy-ass niggas up. Niggas supposed to be the starter. You paying them and shit, bro. Make them niggas play. Fuck. And What's going on with these niggas? Um, so at number three, shockingly, still at number three for like two, three weeks in a row is Utah Jazz. Look at them. The Utah Jazz are, they're playing good basketball. They're in the top five in the league for both offensive and defensive efficiency. And they've been remaining in this number three with injuries to Mike Conley and, and, uh, 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 what's Jit name? Spider Mitchell. So they haven't had a fully healthy team either. Um, at number two, you have the Los Angeles Lakers, of course. Right. Um, there was supposed to be a big game on Tuesday between the Clippers and the Lakers, but it was postponed, obviously, because of right, right, um, the Kobe incident. Um, at number one, and still at number one, cruising at 40 and six, you have the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, Chris Middleton has definitely stepped it up. And Chris Middleton right now is on his way to having a 50-40-90 season, which means 50% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, and 90% from the free-throw line. So he's been doing real well. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the other day he had 51 points too. So he's absolutely doing what he's got to do. Hey, Nels. Um, What's up? What was the – how many losses did the Warriors have that year that they got the record? 73-9. and nine. Oh, you think you think yeah. Milwaukee could could beat that? Probably not. But I wouldn't. It's one of those things where I wouldn't be shocked if they did. But it'd be real tough to go about what is it? Maybe another forty games yeah. and yeah. lose three games. That's gonna be tough. They can do it, but damn. If 70, I was betting, man, I would seventy three and nine. Yeah, golly. <laughs> so. That's tough. <laughs> Just wanted to give you guys right. Just wanted to give you guys some some playoff outlooks, even though we're not to the All Star game quite yet. Um, just wanted to give you guys interesting. These are just some interesting matchups in general. Um, so in the Eastern Conference, right? If the playoffs were to start today, you have the Bucks versus the Nets, which I think would be really interesting because I mean you'd have Kyrie and you have Giannis, and I mean you never know. Like if KD gets back healthy, I mean maybe you'll see him in the playoffs. Wishful thinking, of course. Right. You'd have the Raptors against the Magic, which that, again, I mean, they played each other, I think, last year. And that was one of those series where everybody thought it was going to be a boring series, but it ended up being really exciting. Um, The Heat versus the 76ers, which, in my opinion, I think is becoming a rivalry, especially with Jimmy Butler going to the Heat. I would love to see the Heat and 76ers go at it mm-hmm. for a seven-game series. The Heat is out here for real. Exactly. Then you'd have the Celtics against the Pacers again. And last time that they went against each other, that was absolutely awesome. And it's a completely different team. No Kyrie. Subbing Kemba Walker. I think that would be awesome. Um, In the Western Conference, you have the Lakers versus the Grizzlies. Listen, Ja Morant against that Lakers team, I think is good TV. I think Ja Morant would go off. Um... Clippers would go against the Thunder. I mean, Paul George would be going back. Chris Paul would be going back. I like the drama. Jazz versus the Mavericks. 
it'd be interesting to see what Luka and Porzingis can do against that Jazz team, especially against the uh, the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. And um, number four, number five matchup, which to me is the would be the most intriguing matchup, would be the Nuggets against the Rockets. I think that would be an awesome matchup. So, interestingly enough, I just wanted to say, in the Western Conference picture, you don't have the Trailblazers who are usually there or the Warriors who are usually there. And mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference, I mean, things are generally the same. Um, the Hornets being at number 11 is kind of interesting, but I mean, they don't have Kemba anymore, so they don't have anybody to keep them at that 6, 7, 8 spot right. by scoring a truckload of points. So, yeah, man. I mean, this season, this season is shaping out to be a really good year of basketball, to be honest. So, things are heating up. to see how everything goes. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Absolutely. All-Stars in what, two weeks? Um, I think it might be in a week, bro. Really? Oh, jeez. I think so. I think so. I let me, let me check. I could be wrong. Um, All Star Weekend will be on. Yo, you're right. Two weeks. Sunday, February sixteenth. Okay. So that's after Valentine's Day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's that might be a good All Star game too. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Oh, another thing that I forgot to mention. Um. The NBA Hall of Fame has decided to bypass the voting for Kobe and has automatically entered him in. To As the Hall it of Fame. should. It was going to be unanimous anyway. I mean, yeah, he was going to get in regardless. But I just wanted to make a mention um, for something for y'all, real quick. Um, this is slated to be um, one of the best uh, Hall of Fame classes probably ever. Um, they were saying how, if I'm not mistaken, Bryant was going to be one of the shoe-ins. Um, Tim Duncan was also going to be a, a shoe-in, as well as Kevin Garnett. Um, I I think, like, now I feel like it's going to be a little bit more interesting because these are players that we watch play. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Marion is also eligible, as is Michael Finley. So there's some really good players that's going to be eligible. Um, you also have Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh is also eligible. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how the voting goes. So they're uh, saying this could be one of the more stacked NBA Hall of Fame classes of all time. And and I'm sorry if you already said it. You said um, did you say if they gotta be five years out or how many years? Five years. Five years. Okay, so just like the NFL. Got it. Yep. Yep. Five years out, and you're eligible to get in. Okay. Yes, sir. I think that's it. Okay. So that being said, let's talk a little wrestling. Uh, Woo! Woo! Um, The Royal Rumble was on Sunday. I was very pleased with the Mm -hmm, mm pay-per-view. Like, as a whole, it was entertaining throughout. Pretty much all the matches were good. Um... I mean, some the woman some endings bad. some endings could have been better, but in general right. the match the matches were were good. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed it. You guys enjoyed it. The men's Royal Rumble was amazing. Oh yeah, we are gonna get there. We're gonna go match by match. Um, Nels, did you watch it? Of course, I watched it. I 
Listen, I I usually am lackadaisical with other pay per views, but you already know, Buddha. Like Royal Rumble is like my shit. Yeah, I love the Royal Rumble, and, and I think like this because it was done correctly. I think this further solidifies my reasoning as to why I think the Royal Rumble is the best pay per view that the WWE has offered. Yep, I really feel that way. Like people look at me crazy every time I say that because I'm guessing SummerSlam and WrestleMania is always usually a big deal, but I tell them, look, Summer the Slam's Royal hot. Rumble, if you look at old school Royal Rumbles, <laughs> I think Slam's the Royal okay. Rumble is far. Yeah. Like, it's an absolutely amazing I mean, you can't pay-per-view. The, you can't beat a 30-man Royal Rumble. With just... and, and what's crazy is even, even without the, like, the Royal Rumble is like I the icing on the now. cake, but there's been some really good cards that have come from Royal Rumbles in the past. Like, I always feel like Royal Rumbles are like, it's like a glue pay-per-view to push you into WrestleMania. So, like, the matches, the matches have to be good because the matches kind of lay down the the cornerstone and the foundation for what's going to be WrestleMania. Big fact of Mundos. Um, Yes, sir. So, let's go match my match real quick. Uh, to recap the picks, Nels, you and I went six and two. Dylan went five and three. Um, wow! Did we did we agree on every single thing? Did I just pick what you we picked? got? Yeah, you yeah we agreed on all the same stuff. Um, and we got everything right except for the rumbles. But uh, Sheamus beat Shorty G in a pre-show match. Um. And Andrade beat Humberto Carrillo in a United States Championship match, also on the pre-show. Yes. Is it okay to say that Sheamus actually looks pretty fluid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks good. Yeah, he looked he looked very fluid. Yeah, I feel like he's he's gonna he he looks five years younger. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, what was what was like hurting him? Was he like injured or was it just no, like him out yeah. of shape? No, no, or? no. He had a bad injury. I'm not sure. It was either a leg injury or it was a shoulder injury. Gotcha. Um, not sure, but he yeah he was out for an extended period of time and like in that time he got in crazy good shape. That's good, man. He looked really good. I was watching that that first match. I didn't really see the Andrade match like that, but I saw the. Mm. The Sheamus match, and I was like, oh, wow, like, Jim looks good. Yeah, he does. Um, so the first match of the uh, pay-per-view itself was Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I thought it was a good match uh, to start the show. I like how they kind of spent no time in the ring and just went to beating their ass all around the arena. Um, you know, you got the Usos involved because they weren't anywhere else on the card. You get Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode involved and stuff. So, overall, yeah, I liked it. Who won that match? Roman Reigns. Yeah, that was a good win for him. What I didn't like was the fact that they ended up in the Rumble later because they kind of beat the shit out of each other, so it would have made sense to not have them in. But we'll get there. Um, up next... We had the Women's Royal Rumble match. Um, none of us got this right. Uh, Nell, Sasha wasn't even in the match. Yeah, um, that, that, that was crazy. I was like, what? Yeah, 
Dylan, you picked Bianca Belair. She had an amazing showing. Had eight eliminations. I think they're setting her up for something big in the future. Uh, with that, hopefully. And uh, Shayna Baszler, for me, was in and out. Number 30. For and real. Didn't it win. Um, they tried her. Yeah, so Charlotte is the winner of the match. And, so, okay, uh, hold yeah. on. Before, before anything... Can you please just share with everybody how you really feel about Charlotte winning? I don't like it. Um, I Not that there's anything wrong with Charlotte as a heel. I think she's a great heel. However, my issue with Charlotte has kind of been um, well, overexposure, I guess is the word. I've had way too much of her. She's been champion 10 times already, and she's only been in WWE for five years. Like, wow. You have all these other women who don't get no airtime at all. Like, if you're not part of the four horsewomen, you're really not part of anything. Where you got your Ember Moons, Naomi, you know, like, you got a lot of people on the main roster that ain't getting no shine, much less the people at NXT ready to come up and, and take a spot. You know, so I don't know. I feel like it's they're kind of they're riding that that horse one too many times. Ha, punny. Yeah, because I'm really not interested in Charlotte versus Becky. Or has she has she put anybody over Charlotte? Um, not really. No. Wow. I mean, with the exception of outside of the four, the fellow four horsewomen, it was like maybe Natalia, but Natalia didn't need to get put over. But other than that, Ronda Rousey. Oh, true. But, That's true. I mean, but Ronda Ronda Rousey didn't really need a push either, though. She was already right. on. It didn't matter who she fought. Yeah, so I don't know of any. I don't know of any anybody else that. No, me not me not say. Uh, next match. Oh, but yeah, so Charlotte won. Blah blah blah. We'll see what she does. There's speculation though that she could be challenging Rhea Ripley in NXT. Wait, say that again. There's speculation that Charlotte could be challenging for the NXT Women's Championship. Really? Which could be a move for WWE moving Charlotte, could potentially bring more eyes to NXT, get their ratings up so they start beating AEW because they've only beaten them one week since they've both been going. Um, That's intriguing. Yeah, so it could be a way to do that. And I think in the same sense, she doesn't necessarily have to win it because uh, Rhea Ripley's fighting Bianca Belair at the NXT TakeOver here in a couple weeks. So who? Bianca Belair is fighting Rhea Ripley for Rhea Ripley's title. They ain't about to just give it to her like that, is it? Right, but what I'm saying, this could end up setting up a WrestleMania match triple threat. I told you, Bianca Belair. That, that, yeah, to... that's what I'd be down for. Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. That's a match I want to see. And that Charlotte is. does not need to win that match. 
For real. Why is, she, need... why is she fighting for the and, NXT? And if you oh want to protect God. Charlotte, she doesn't even need to take the pin. That's why it's a triple threat. She, she doesn't even have to be involved in the finish. I'm like, there's no reason why they need... If they give Charlotte the NXT title... Uh, <laughs> on some WrestleMania shit, like... You didn't really earn that right now. Like, for what? They didn't flooded you with the title 10 times in five years. That is an absolutely crazy stat line right there. Yeah. 10 titles in five years? You've wow. been fighting the same bitch. Yep. <laughs> her, her and Sasha had like four title exchanges between them. And then... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, moving on after that match was the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match where Bailey retained against Lacey Evans. The match kind of fell flat because people were just coming down from the high of the Women's Royal Rumble match. So, yeah, it kind of was just a bathroom break match more so than anything. Um, after that, we had the. Uh, Universal Championship match, The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan in a strap match. Um, they opted to not use the red lighting this match. And I don't know if maybe that's what they're planning to do moving forward, or they might have just had the lights off so you could really see the welts on Daniel Bryan as he was getting beat with that, that strap. Maybe. So, I don't know, but I think that was... Outside of the, the Rumble match, that was the match of the night for me. I thought you said the Roman Reigns match was match of the night. No, I said it was a great opening match. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, I think this... But I think, no, I think The Fiend and Daniel Bryan have amazing chemistry together in the ring. They work well off of each other. They're both not afraid to take punishment. Mm-hmm. So... It gives it a certain sense of realism. Oh, yeah. This match worked for me. Like, I, it was great. And they have the right winner. Yes, absolutely. The Fiend does not need to lose that title anytime soon. He doesn't need to lose it at WrestleMania either, to be honest. Um, After that match, we had the Raw Women's Championship match. Becky Lynch retained against Asuka. Dylan, you took Asuka. She barely escaped out of her life. (laughs) It's true. That's true. Becky going gonna to lose to somebody at WrestleMania. I don't know who. Like, bro, you barely escaped from these matches, fam. The hype's starting to die, kid. Right. Like, yeah, they, they made Asuka look really good in that match. Asuka's been looking really opponent. good in this entire little two-on-one, two-on-two, get your friends to help you shit she doing with her little homegirl. She's been looking amazing. Yeah. I, I figured they was going to get to her just they could walk around with all the titles. Like, yeah, bitch. With the green wow. mist and shit. Got all the belts and Yellow shit. Annoying. They spit Yellow green mist annoying. on the belts and shit. <laughs> Not cool. Taking all right. Okay. And then and wow. then and then she sent the other one. And then they get like some weird contract. She sent the other one to Raw and take that shit over there. Jesus. And then she walk around. <laughs> Every week. Oh my god. Alright. Okay. So and then, and they're gonna be the women the, the, the JWO. The Japanese. The J-W-O. Japanese you gotta world. go home. Go home. <laughs> go home. Okay. Alright. We gotta move on. So, after that match was the main event, the Men's Royal Rumble match. That shit was brazen. We're gonna... Let's see. So, Brock Lesnar starts 
and he proceeds to throw out everybody one that by shit one was that's amazing. coming in. I ain't gonna lie, the beginning, the beginning had me a little worried. I was worried too, a little worried. bit. I wasn't, because you know what was great about it? Royal Rumble every year has about eleven niggas that's in there for absolutely nothing. You're right. You're right. So he got a lot of the so that was great, and then it made it seem like a little gauntlet type of shit. Like, oh, yeah. he's really in. And then there's just, like two at a time. And then yeah, the niggas that's yeah. coming at him, it's like, oh shit, you might actually like. I remember number three came it was Aaron Rowan. Niggas like, oh, and he oh, got him out of there. Get, get your ass out of here. And it became comical. Like you thought she was going to come up in here. They got hype for Kofi. Kofi was getting it, getting filleted, just stayed for a little bit. Yeah, you know, and I think I think it was straight because then it got the people that didn't need to be in there out of there. So yeah, and then yeah. go ahead. All I was gonna say was I like how they made uh, Keith Lee look really good. Shout out to Brock Lesnar for letting Keith Lee get on. Mm-hmm. Um, you better let Keith Lee get on. Fuck, he talking about. No, he did. I was scared because you know, like Buddha says, like Brock don't really let. But big he was get flipping on. them boys. But he let, yeah. But he let Keith Lee really like he look was strong, which was which was boys. really good. I was shocked. He um, was flip, bro. And Brock I agree with, was with, with these niggas. Right, I agree with Dylan said though. Like it was that was impressive to kind of see him Run running gauntlet that gauntlet for that little bit of time that he was though. Yeah, like, he got freaking. And then to see, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean. They've been sizing Braun, but they hold Keith Lee and Braun on how they got him out. But I understand that's what you had to do because it's like they're not really part of y'all's plan right now. But I like how they got Roman. I like how they got Brock the fuck up out of there. Yeah. So yeah, once the match started getting you know all the all the jobbers so to speak out the way, like that's when shit got real. Um, about halfway through, well, Ricochet brought his ass in there. Got yep. Real. Well, yeah. When Ricochet, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Ricochet got in. Shit got real for Brock. And then when Drew McIntyre entered, it was really over. Um, he got hit with the low blow from Ricochet and Claymore hit, and Drew McIntyre Claymore his ass clean out of the ring. Um, clean and then too. and then proceeded to eliminate person after person after person. And watching and staring Brock. That's why I knew it was over. Oh yeah, he about to win. That's why I knew it was over. You gonna win. You gonna win. Well, I agree. It was either he was gonna win or that set up that to be the WrestleMania match, regardless of whether he wins or loses. But I'm staring at you too hard right now. I have to make a mention <laughs> at entry 21, I believe. The return of Edge. Holy shit. Incredible moment. Um, it was an incredible moment. You could see the emotion on his face. Um, he came in, proceeded to spear and work and do what he had to do. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but AJ Styles got eliminated kind he of strangely. He was not supposed to, but he got hurt. He injured his shoulder um, oh, he on, hold on. on the spear. <laughs> when, he, when he took the spear, because you know how sometimes like oh, he him, Kobe, yeah, they try to do that extra flip. Got his ass that, yeah, he like yeah, I don't know, he dislocated his that's shoulder. An don't be doing that funny shit when Ed Spear, your boy, you'll die. Pretty much. <laughs> so that's why it was kind of awkward. His yeah, because the, the, the boys had to be in. I'm like, yeah, and they were like, what? But look at y'all looked over to like some ducks. Like, oh yeah. shit, now we gotta sit in here and shit. Yeah, we ain't even supposed to be in here no more. So, so Edge made his return. Uh, the crowd, like the banana, the roof popped off that arena. Like that shit was amazing. I know that probably sent chills down his spine, his surgically repaired spine. No. Yo, it was just, it was unbelievable how much of, like, a reaction he had. Like, they really, really was, like, vibing oh, yeah. hard with oh, him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was too. I was yelling in the house. Yeah, we went care. crazy when we saw that. And and Edge, he he lost it down to the final three. It was him, they Roman, showed, bro, and they kept Drew. The real, they kept the realest dudes in at the right. end of the match. So, yeah, they definitely they they had him looking real good. And, and here's where they were smart. Since they were going to have, oh, spoiler alert, the winner, Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Drew McIntyre. But About time. But yes. yes, but knowing that he was going to be the winner, had they had him be the one that eliminated Edge, it would have backfired because they would have been booing him. So it was smart that Roman was the one who eliminated Edge uh-huh. to take that heat. And then they could get That way they want, oh, anybody but Roman at this point. Yeah. Drew McIntyre made sense. The crowd, boom, go crazy because they want that reaction. And it was already starting to fuck for with him. The minute, minute he claimed more. Oh yeah, the minute he got Brock out of there. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, we could see you winning that bitch. <laughs> let's man. go. You can win. It was a collective. Let's go. Because oh. the thing is, they don't need Edge to win because bitch Edge don't need to go break his spine right. trying to go wrestle Brock Lesnar right now. Relax <laughs> or ever, but well, you don't need to see Brock Lesnar. Jit. Funny you said that. So um, the next night on Raw. Uh, it opened up with um, Drew McIntyre coming out, and he basically said, you know, some people like to drag this out. I'm not here to waste time. I'm challenging Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Bitch. They probably went crazy. He's like, and you know what? In the meantime, I'll take a warm-up match. Who wants some? Bitch. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson comes out. Luke's like, I'm going to fight you. And the guy's like, I'm going to fight you. And he's like, you know what? I'll save you guys the trouble. I'm going to fight you both. Bitch. And then he beat both okay. day ass. And then right after he was done whooping they ass, Brock Lesnar attacked him from behind. Pussy what? And like F five him or whatever. Point so, that what? So that that's on. Um, the highlight of the night. The highlight of the, of the night for me was at the end. Mm. Edge came out and gave this really heartfelt speech. Talked about you know his road to recovery, how it happened, all that good stuff. Rain. He was talking about a bunch of what ifs. Like what if he does this and this and this. Randy Orton comes out. Nah, they, Schmidt. They share a hug. And Randy Orton gives a very heartfelt promo to Edge about how when he was spiraling as a younger superstar and to doing a lot of shit that he shouldn't be doing and this, that, whatever, that Edge was the one who reached his hand out and, and pulled him and, and helped him and stuff. And that's why that tag team was formed in the first place because of shit in real life. Was that is that for real? Yeah, that's real. That's a real thing. Cause that's when oh, like wow. that's when like Randy was getting suspended and like he was like fucking around and doing shit like punting Vince McMahon legitimately in the head. What was the reason for him doing that anyway? Just to do it? Yeah. Wow. So so when all that shit was happening, it was Edge that was the one who was like, yo, I got you. So like he was basically tell, talking about that in the ring. Edge, you know, has tears in his eyes and stuff. And, you know, Randy's like, you know, we're talking about what ifs. Well, what if, you know, rated RKO gets back together one more time? And before Edge could even answer, Randy Orton drops him with an RKO. And the crowd, the (laughs) crowd went from cheering crazily to like silent to vicious boos. And then Randy Orton leaves like he's going to clear it, goes, grabs a chair Proceeds to hit this man in the back, mm. his surgically repaired back, with a steel chair. Crowd is like losing their fucking minds. Randy Orton then opens the chair and puts Edge's head through it. You know, like when they put like a limb in the chair, like when they're gonna jump off of something. 
to right, like hurt it more. No, 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 no. Okay. It's one chair. It's one chair folded open, and they put you put the limb in, and then usually like it will jump off of something onto oh, it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So he put wow. his head in there. Randy Orton jumps up on the top rope. The crowd is screaming like they are like, don't you da-? like they're losing their fucking minds. Then Randy Orton sits down on the top rope, thinking about it. And then he stands back up. The crowd starts going crazy again. And then he just jumps down and decides not to do it. Like, his pacing, amazing. Takes Edge's head out of the chair, you know, and as if to be like, okay, I'm done. He leaves the ring. Two seconds later, he's sprinting back into frame, going and grabbing two chairs, slides it in, puts one chair under Edge's head, and then proceeds to hit him with a concerto with the other chair. Sheesh. Right in the fucking head. Edge was was twitching and shit as it went off air, and then WWE.com released a clip of them stretching Edge out. So that match at WrestleMania, because I guarantee that's what they set up for. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. That's gonna be a really good match. That boy went heel, heel, heel. Yes, he went super like. Savage. No, savage. But went back to the legend killer and earned the order. Gee, shit. Wow. I have nothing to say. That's unbelievable. (laughs) I didn't even know he was still capable of that. Oh, he's great. Boy, young still. He's even better now because, like, he's not vicious about it. He's just doing it and, like, just calm. Super calculating. Yeah. Can I know he was going to turn on Edge the minute Edge came in at Dan Royal Rumble and he did that fake ass rated RKO shit over there and complimented his abs? Oh, you look good. I was like, the minute he did that little stupid ass thumbs up, I'm like, oh, he's going to kill you later. And then two seconds later, he's finding like this. Yeah, he's going to kill you later. No, before that, he they went and actually fought. But as soon as he did that, I was like, no, oh, they're going to yeah, be yeah. He gonna, I might do this little eliminating, eliminating shit, but they don't think it's about to be rated RKO y nah. goody fun time. Especially after, and then after and then when Edge took him out, I'm like, oh yeah. Randy Orton, so I know, is about to hold that grudge. <laughs> if Randy Orton would have took Edge out, it wouldn't have happened. You took Randy Orton out, yeah. oh yeah, you bought the year yeah. Randy Orton. You bought the this oh, house wasn't was. supposed to be for you, yeah, but it's for you. Like, hey, it was fun <laughs> game until you took me out of my championship match. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, now you about to die. Since I ain't got no match, I might as well make it. You feel me? Now I'm gonna make you famous. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm gonna make you famous. That shit. Yeah, you're right. Randy Orton, good for that. You see how he did. You see how he did them boys. This wrestling analysis. I see how he did. You see how he did them boys when when Evolution signed them. He was like, all right, man. So what you're saying is he's got a history of this. But yeah, when Ben coming back at niggas. Remember that year when he just went crazy, just putting niggas' heads clean. Yes, I loved it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, this nigga don't get everybody. He was legit. Like if you go back and look at these slow mos, he's He's legit. legit. Putting he's giving, there's a reason he's not allowed to do that move anymore. You knocking niggas out. Is I able to just chill, but it's not. It's only gonna hurt a little bit. They probably told him to chill, and he was and like, he "Yeah, I got you, I got you." And in the back, he probably of the get backstage like, nah, and beat out of there. Don't even see the nigga he fought. Like, I'm right. <laughs> I'm out of there. Well, from what I heard, Randy Orton really don't give a. He'll fight you backstage. If you I'm want sure to fight. he will. Yeah. 
I'm sure he'll RKO you backstage. Because this man's trained military, too. Let's not forget that. I'm sure he'll RKO you backstage. And it'll still work. Yeah. When you're goofy. <laughs> and oh, yeah. <laughs> Randy Orton took a picture with Amigos. That's, that's how I know you, bro. <laughs> Edge about to die. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a nice fight though. They gonna make Eddie beat Randy Orton. It's gonna be tight. Nah, fuck that, Randy Orton. No, Randy Orton ain't losing that match. All right. All right. Anything else from the Royal Rumble you got? You guys want to say? Nah, it was just absolutely awesome. Royal Rumble, the best. Bet. All right. So for the NFL, Bianca Belair is getting the title at WrestleMania. I hope so. Okay, who's it is? I hope so. I'm pulling for that. She been she been whipping holes all year. Gee. <laughs> G. Um. So, as far as football goes, don't have much to talk about. It's one game this weekend, Super Bowl. Uh, I got the Niners. Yeah, I don't think we need to like recap it. I think we can. And let Nels, unless you have th- anything you need to say, I, you know, it's is who who the X Factors. Nels, X Factor on the Niners. Oh, X Factor on the Niners is Mostert. I disagree. Who do you think it is? Jimmy G? Kittle. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Okay. I like that. What about on defense? That whole D, that whole whole linebacker court. The whole squad. Actually, no, I'm wrong. The secondary for the 49ers is the X Factor. For how sure. they gonna play against? How they gonna play against that four by one relay team known as the Kansas City Chiefs receiving core? <laughs> that D line uh, gonna do work. I'm gonna say that. No tr- I'm gonna say that X Factor is gonna be D four. Yes, sir. I'm trying to tell you. Against his old team. Against his old team. Isn't it true that D Ford is beefing with? Uh, well, yep. not really beefing, mm-hmm. but they've been talking trash about D Ford. Yeah. Because he was the one that jumped off sides or whatever, uh-huh, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know how these niggas be when they go back and play against their old team. Yep, he comes. He got a nice little squad. And then wait, hold on, bro. Nick Bosa is over there. I know, but you know they're gonna be overly trying to look out for him. You can't do that. You have Nick Bosa, D Ford, Eric Armstead. You have someone else too. Um, I feel like his last name starts with a B. They can't just focus on on Nick Bosa, or you're gonna die. Or then, or then, what we thinking about what is gonna happen with D Ford is actually gonna happen. And Richard Sherman gonna have a pick. Richard Sherman gonna have a pick in his in his, in, his, in, his, in his Super Bowl. That's crazy. That's crazy. What about know. what about on the Chiefs? Who the S factor? Mahomes. Mahomes. Kelsey. Kelsey could forward and, they, and Mahomes and still win them the game. Facts. Yeah. I think it's Mahomes. And on defense is gonna be Tyron Matthew. Yeah, he got eat. Yeah, he has no choice but to eat. He ain't got no choice. Them boys ain't going to eat. He got to eat. If he don't eat, them boys done. Done. Facts. Yeah, done. Jimmy, you just got to not fuck up. Ugh. <laughs> just don't fuck up. That's all. No biggie. Ain't nothing <laughs> tough. Just uh, don't DeForest mess up. Buckner was the one I was DeForest, talking Come on, bro. DeForest that's what I was, that's what I was thinking about. That's why I said. That's why Travis Kelsey might not be a factor. Because if he going to be out there and try to ham up yeah, Nick yeah. Bosa, like, all right. You surely right. Back that up, but them boys finna come. You show yeah. and you, right. and then that's gonna allow the Niners to play man coverage, except for on um, 
Well, you can play man coverage on Tyree. You just gonna have to have that safety up there, though. Ain't it? <laughs> All right. So well, let's go ahead and do the official picks. So I'll put Richard Peace. Sherman on Tyreek Hill the whole game and jam him up all day. Here's what we're going to do. Who you're rooting for, who you're picking, and the total points. I'm rooting for the Niners. I'm picking the Niners. The score be... Total scores. The total between total the two? Total points, yep. And you, just like the college, if you're going to... Whatever we're going to choose, plus or minus three. At least. Mm. 62. 62. Okay. Nose? Um, let's see... So I am going to say that I am. Oof! I want the Chiefs to win, so I'm gonna go Chiefs. You're, but so, you're, it's re- so you're going? You're going for the Chiefs right now? Yeah, I'm going for the Chiefs. Okay. Um, I don't. As far as rooting, I guess we. I guess we say Chiefs because I'm rooting for Andy Reid. Okay. But as like as a person that coaches football, bro, I just can't. Bet against the Niners, man. Like they run the football and they play tough defense. It's just it's it's tough to go against them. So like I'm in a place I'm in a place where I'm rooting for the for the Chiefs. But honestly, if the Niners come out and win, it wouldn't be a shot for me. Niners got a Sigma and an FAU product. All right, so, right. so they, you know, they, you know they, the FAU started linebacker they, last year is a starting linebacker on the Niners defense right now. Yeah, no, no, facts. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I Sheesh. really want Andy Reid to get one. Um, I do. No, it's points. Um, I'm going to say 68. 68, okay. Um, so, no, picked the Chiefs. Still picked the 49ers. I'm rooting. For my Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm rooting for a good game. That's all I'm rooting for. I don't have... Oh, boo. boo. Okay, okay, okay. If you're making me choose a team to root oh, for... the Chiefs. I'm rooting for the 49ers. Because both teams are rivals. One, the division rival. One is just, you know, because of location. Battle of the Bay. Um, but the division is, you know, you always want so. You want the, yeah, you want the Chiefs more? Yeah. But I'm really not going to care either way. Um, who am I picking to win, though? I'm going with the Chiefs to win. Um, I think the total combined points. Oh, now I'm really mad you chose 68. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going 65. I like that. So Dylan's 62. I'm 65. You're 68. <laughs> Good defense. Some leeway, you feel me? I feel you. All right. So that's it. Y'all out here out. Right. We'll see. So, so next week. So also, you know, this weekend is the uh, the NFL honor. So next week we'll know who won the Super Bowl. We'll know who won all the awards. And we'll be able to recap that for everybody. Lamar, Lamar, and Lamar. What if Lamar wins nothing? Boy, if they don't get that boy MVP and stop playing. Why if they size that man and not get an MVP now? That's 
shit. I'm just saying, don't be shocked if he gets nothing. Nothing. No. You, sir, get nothing. Now, if he were if he would if he were to buy some weird Illuminati shit and not get MVP. There's no way he don't get Offensive Player, NFC Offensive Player of the Year. That's true. No way. It's one or the other, right? Yeah, but he there's no way he shouldn't get MVP. Because that means then y'all took the playoffs into consideration, which I thought they didn't do. But Because up until the playoffs, I'm pretty sure nobody thought they... Everybody, it was outright Lamar. So not for it to be any kind of doubt, it's like... Y'all really took these playoffs into consideration. But the runner-up also lost. So... Who the runner-up is? Russell. Russell. Oh, facts. Yo. <laughs> I gotta say what, what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> what? There's a, it's a picture of... Um, Jesus hitting Kobe Bryant with a meme crossover in heaven. And it, in heaven, and it says, "Oh, you thought shit was sweet up here." <laughs> <laughs> Kobe on his ankles. Kobe, Kobe with his ankles broken. <laughs> that was like, Yo, shit was sweet send that to me, bro. I'm going to. Oh my god, it's oh, it's really funny. Yeah, let me get that too. I got you. Okay, sorry, that's that was too funny. unexpected. Boy, they're getting crossed up. All right, well, that's it for uh, football. I think I invented basketball, boy. What are you talking about? I mean, is there anything else left other than underrated bars of fame? No. You should do, I've been balling so damn hard, I swear I think that I'm cold. I cold. I, I mean, <laughs> if I was going to do any Kobe-related song, I'd do 2324 by Jeezy. I used to play Kobe, now I play LeBron. Kobe, LeBron, Or the black, that. or the fabulous Black Mamba Freestyle. Ooh. The fabulous Black Mamba Freestyle is bars. I mean, we could put Jada Kiss on ice. I mean, it's his last week. And we could honestly, in honor of of of, of this episode, yeah, we could make an exception. Mamba mentality, out chill. All right, let me see if I can get it for y'all boys. Fabulous Black Mamba freestyle. Hopefully, there's lyrics. Cause if there's not, it's gonna hurt my feelings. All right, bet. All right, so uh, underrated bars of fame, Black Mamba Freestyle by Fabulous. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't heard that beat, the beat is a sample of uh, Encore by Jay-Z. They sampled that, yeah. Crowd chanting Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Fell asleep watching SportsCenter, woke up on some shit. Gotta appreciate the greats. Got them screaming encore. They just want more. Got them screaming encore. They just want more. Who you know did it like Kobe? 60 to go. That's some cold shit. Call it 60 below. I mean, he play like he got ice in his veins. Shoot it in your face from far. Man, that boy gotta be nice at the range. 
I talked with him twice at the games, once at the Trade It All video. I say we had a nice little exchange of words. He said, you got to come and spice up the game, say word. Kobe giving me advice. It's insane, absurd. Your favorite player you watch slice through the lane is putting you on the game and the price of this fame. These are things that let you know that your life's going to change. And that shit's stuck in your head like a knife in your brain. See, back then, I just wanted ice in my chain. Some sneakers, some jerseys, some flights on a plane. Mm. I mean, I was getting money, started pricing little things. Chasing all the girls, didn't have a wifey to explain. Just a light-skinned in the range, the nicest with the brain. That head will make you before the light could even change. Whoa. Back to the other scoring leader. See, I was f***ing with son when he wore Adidas. Number eight in the fro, they was hating him, though. When you blow up, why do people try to flatten you, though? Like, they ain't got five rings of their own, but these peasants can still try kings on the throne. I mean, this chick told me, give her a ring or she gone. And after that, she couldn't get a ring on the phone. The number you have reached is no longer in service for a leech. Remember, you Lisa Turtles try to treat me like I'm Screech. Mm. But I was Zach Morris. Guess some things you can't teach. Like them game-winning shots. You gotta want to take it. Same way you can't miss it is the same way you can make it. That's that Kobe fourth quarter. Sh- you saw that shit. In 2000, he threw it up and Shaq caught the sh**. Nigga, I be on my Jordan sh**. Reggie sent the Kobe pack. Jordan 3, Jordan 8, Laker jersey coordinate. Matter of time before they call your name, hope you ready for that Hall of Fame. April 13th, Mamba Day forever. Kobe gone, but his legacy gonna play forever. Hmm. A quick 40 for my man Kobe. They say he gave 40 to every team in the league, so I just gave y'all a quick 40. I'm on the wake up. Got him screaming, encore, they just want more. Got him screaming, encore, they just, just more. Said I got him screaming, encore, they just want more. From the Brooklyn boy, what's up? Black Mamba Freestyle, fabulous. Underrated bars of fame. Yes, sir. Perfect. Rest in peace to the Mamba, man. Real talk. Yes, sir. Oh, before we get into anything, I just wanted to say a quick shout out, number one, to my wife. She was helping me out with content this week. She was sending me a whole bunch of stuff on Overdrive, so I had to give her a quick little shout-out. She actually listens to the episodes now. Shock, shock, amaze, amaze. And also, I got to give a shout-out to the young boy, Chris. My own boy, Chris Nugas, Haitian behind, is a loyal listener. And he's like, man, you don't ever give me no shout-out. So here's your shout-out, Chris. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I think uh, with that being said, do you want to tell them where they can hit us up on email? Ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. And what about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. And on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Okay. And I feel like we are done. Yes, sir. For the 125th time, man. Um, yeah. We really appreciate y'all for vibing with us. Honestly, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all could be listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but y'all are listening to us, and we really appreciate that. Just keep giving us these listens and we're going to keep giving you this bomb-ass material to vibe to. Till then, we're out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Silly nails. Y'all little scallywags.